1: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening or watching. This is the League After Show at AfterBuzz TV, and I am your host, Lauren Leonelli, and here with me is...
0: George Hermosa.
1: That's right. Hala Jen, the Jew, is on Jewish holiday tonight. Lashana Tova, everybody. I don't know what that That's, means. It's Rosh Hashanah. I, I don't. I'm Italian. I don't know, but I'm just repeating what she told me. Oh. She will be back next week. But la- in her place... I'm going to say
0: I'm Latino. I don't think they have a name for Hanukkah because I've never met a Jewish, uh, what do you mean a Hispanic you- Jew.
1: Oh, I'm sure they exist. It's probably just rare.
0: But I'm just curious now. What? What? How do you say Hanukkah in Spanish?
1: Probably just Hanukkah.
0: Yeah, we should look sense. into
1: that. Um, okay, so everybody, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, you know, actually, that would be a funny thing to bring, like a a Latino Jew onto the league. <laughs> I feel like they could do something with well, that.
0: Well, technically, technically, I'm, I'm fast forwarding. Oh, wait,
1: Ruxin's wife is like a Latino Jew.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say something like that, just because. Um, but I think they were having issues with that. But I guess maybe Rafi, since he's uh, related to what's her face, Sophia. They're Hispanic, mm. so maybe he was on yeah. the verge of converting to Judaism, Both dating back them. to last season, Both of them. which does kind of tie into today's what episode. What happened
1: today, because they kind of went back in time. Yeah. Um, and this, by the way, is episode four of season six. So, six um, And it was called When Rafi Met Randy. So it was actually kind of cool to go back in time and see how... Their friendship came about.
0: It's funny because I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to lie—I'm not really a big fan of of uh, Rafi and Dirty Randy. They're just so grotesque, and that means a lot coming from me because really? I'm pretty—I'm pretty bad myself. But I was kind of curious on how they kind of came about, and hmm. this episode kind of answered all that questions. Well, but now star- I like how them. How it now. started?
1: Do you like how it started? Let's talk about. That. Well, it
0: was a flashback to last season's episode where mm-hmm. you kind of had a similar situation where you had kind of like a spinoff kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of a soaker. So, what's, I forgot his full name. Yorma Tacone, I think his I name don't is. I know, yeah. Well, there was one episode last season where it starts off by him getting killed off by two, uh, bodyguards or two henchmen. Yes. And then they go off, and I can't remember if it was Rafi or Dirty Randy saying, Oh no, uh, Spaz got, got killed. Now we need Spazinelli. to go. Spaz and Ellie. Yeah, now we need to go avenge him. They go right. to Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. then, you know, but like I said, the, the whole thing was, the episode was dedicated to, dirty randy and Rafi.
1: right and how they met and spaz came into it later but we find out that um randy was on some scaffolding pushed his friend off randall randall (laughs) pushed his friend off on accident fell on rafael's Rafael's beautiful family i mean you gotta
0: think anybody who's a fan of the show and i'm sure you've seen this already so a lot of people that are probably listening to probably already watched the episode. Yes. At least for me, and I know you just by your reaction. Rafi is not the same guy without the beard.
1: Totally. So, so watching
0: the beginning of the episode with Rafi and his family, and we're clean like
1: clean cut self. No way.
0: That can't be Rafi. It
1: was funny. Um and uh it was funny to see him look so different. And and then of course they make light of like a very serious situation, but we see his poor family
0: Literally get crushed. Gets by splattered.
1: And uh, and then we cut to the insane asylum. Right? This, but is I think well. they
0: quit. I think they made it as eleven years ago. So this—that's right. This so is a it was while 11 ago. eleven years
1: prior to the shooting incident. Correct. Yeah. So, so so um so we're we're in this this mental institution, and um I said insane asylum. Is that even a real term? I don't think it is.
0: I don't, honestly, I'm with you. I would I would have called it the same. I was ready to call it an insane asylum, but
1: well. Whatever they call those mm-hmm. places,
0: a me- it's just a mental institution. Yeah, a
1: mental institution sounds a little more PC. Mm-hmm. Although we clearly aren't very PC on the <laughs> show. Why am I looking? Oh, hi, <laughs> here I am. Um, okay, so so I really liked. Okay, so we kind of know where it's going. They both get in there. Um, they they meet at like the nurses station, and they're kind of like, you go. Okay, so clearly they both met here, and they're both in there because they're traumatized by this tragic event. But
0: remind you, remind just a quick. Rafi doesn't know. That it was raining. Oh, they don't know yet. Yeah, they don't they know don't yet. They don't know
1: how they're both in there. They discovered this like, you know, moments later in the episode. But this is when we're first introduced to Nurse Pam, who I thought was like one of the highlights of the episode.
0: Yeah, I love
1: uh... Yorma's character, Spaz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Nurse Pam because she was so everything that she she was doing some pretty crazy stuff, but it was so blase. And I liked the way she delivered her lines, just very, like, matter of fact. Very like, sh- stoic. Shock very... him. No, don't shock. Oh, no, just shock him. Who cares? <laughs> like, it was, yeah, stoic is a really good word. She was hilarious. So now we see that this woman is basically in charge of all of the patients there. And she is directing this meeting. And this is where they they figure out when they're telling their story as to why they're here in this institution. They.
0: It's funny because initially they were pretty normal. Like, you know, clean Randall is what they called him oh, in the that's beginning. Right. Was just kind of sitting there. Rafi, there's, uh-huh. you know, just sitting. Rafael. I'm sorry. Just sitting yeah. there talking fine. Yeah. Eh, shock him. Why? We're not doing anything. I don't care. Shock exactly. Him. But w- w- why are you yelling? They're sitting down. Like, what? why are you yelling? We're not yelling. I'm uh, <laughs> we're not yelling. Hey, sit down. Yes. I like, go. Oh, you know what? To the shock.
1: It was funny that she, um, like, was, again, so blasé. And just kind of like, it. I wonder if it was like their own I mean, this is more of a like this. These episodes clearly, and the writing on the show is not very deep. But I wonder if it was an underlying like comment socially on, you know, these types of treatments and whoever the writers are behind it, like what they think about them and if Could they're be. effective or not. I mean, that's probably like an underlying thing because everything's made light of, obviously, especially on the show, especially on the show, but- especially
0: on this episode.
1: As, and yeah, with all of the like crazy stuff they were deal this subject matter. Um, so we see that Nurse Pam just starts, you know, again, they're clean uh Randy and uh Raphael, Raphael yeah. which um we see then when they start getting this shock therapy that it's changing their personalities, but they are enjoying They it. love it. They're shocking each other. They're holding on to each other. They're like, we're brothers. Um, and, uh, and they, and they're in a, in a room full of a couple other patients, if you mm-hmm. will. And, um, my favorite part was when Greg, I, we shall say I appeared, <laughs> but when Greg came in the room and, uh, when we talk at the end of the episode about our, or at the end of our wrap up about our favorite quotes, I'll tell you what my favorite quote was. It has to do with Greg. But, um, he was funny. He came in. They're devising a plan to get out of this, the
0: institution. The
1: institution. And it, it felt very like little orphan Annie to me. Did it not like the music and they're like, let's go. Yeah,
0: a little bit. I don't know why. Like, I going back to the episode, uh, or to the quote, one of them was the whole, Oh, we're like the goonies. We're like the adult, yeah, goonies. Uh-huh. Like the grown up goonies. Just because I think every little group of friends had that moment. Totally had that moment, especially somebody who, you know, grew up in this. Grew up in the 80s or 90s.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately, I was talking to some like 20 year old and they didn't know what the Goonies was and I wanted to punch them don't in the face. Don't you hate
1: when that happens?
0: Jesus Christ. They're it's like, not
1: even. Look, I wasn't born in, you know, I was born in the 80s and I know movies that are classic from the past that are, you know, clearly before my time. How do you not know what and the it, Goonies is? And it's are? funny
0: going off topic now. It's not even the fact that they don't know the Goonies, but I think it is a parent's responsibility to, to at least tell them about the Goonies. 100%. It's like, what are you doing? What are you watching instead? Come on.
1: I mean, there are plenty of good movies now, but you cannot ignore the classics. Exactly. And Goonies is one of them.
0: So yeah, so when they were kind of talking about that, that kind of made me chuckle, but also maybe like a good feeling like, wow, I, I haven't had that moment in a while, mm-hmm. and it kind of made me want to be in that situation as yeah. far as... part of a like, team. Exactly. Part of like a scheme. Like Devising a, scheme. a plan. Exactly. Yeah, a little scheme. So yeah, I thought that was cool. But I
1: like the way that they... Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that is true. Like, everyone can relate. And we grew up watching movies where that was all the time mm-hmm. that was happening. Like, again, that, it reminded me, Goonies, of course, they were bringing that, you know, into the whole thing, like, calling themselves like we're like the Goonies, but I thought it, it felt very... They were poking fun that kind of a movie, which, like, Little Orphan Annie, which was very, like, okay, let's sneak around the corner, open the door, and, like, the nurse, then they close the door and the nurse panel yeah. look right when they, like, got out of the, the shot. It was just funny how they made it so hokey. And, like, the music was really hokey. <laughs> um, So so then they're, they're devising this plan and Yorma's character, Spaz and Ellie, orderly Spaz and Ellie, decides he wants to be on, on it in on it too. The only thing they need to get out of this hospital at this point, they've got this whole like we're going to exit this way is the door code.
0: Speaking of which though, I like the fact that every time they were planning something it was always in these odd situations. Totally.
1: Like they were uh, holding the maps on the toilet Mm -hmm. and everyone was in there with them. Well,
0: just the way it was shot. It's like so initially it was the camera was on Rafi, you know, just you can tell he's on the toilet. Uh Then the next shot is he's sitting next to Seth Rogen Uh or to Dirty Randy doing the same thing on the toilet then the next shot is everybody right in front of them yeah. pretty much talking about the scheme was, yeah. while they're on the toilet
1: it was funny they just totally like it was like they were one they didn't care where they were or what they were doing they all just were you know part of part of each other's teams and um, in this you just reminded me we did discover why they called themselves he called himself Dirty Randy mm-hmm. and Raphael changed to Rafi because during the electric the shock, shock therapy yeah. they, they decided they were these new people um, and and so then you got to see now, in that moment, who they are in the present day. Because when we first saw them, like we said, they, yeah, they, they, they looked different, different and they were completely different people. Um So finally, uh Spaz walks in and gives them the door code. This was one of my favorite scenes, and I'll tell you why. Because you know when you're, like, in the car and you're sitting next to a friend and you can't write something down. So you're like, ooh, 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 okay, uh, George, okay, get this number, 455. <laughs> Okay, you got five, five right? Yeah. Three, two, three, two. Okay, okay, four, five, okay, three, two, three, two. And then you're repeating it to yourself. Three, two, three, two, three. Until you can get to the phone to dial the number. All the time. They were given this number, 4535, five, and then the, nobody could remember it a second later. They went all around the group. They're like, pound, pound, hashtag pound.
0: But you know who remembered? <laughs> Greg.
1: <laughs> Greg. The black guy with the really good idea. Mm-hmm. He remembered, and uh, it was pretty magical. So- Of course, they all, they get to the final moment. They're about to get out and they get caught. And the funny part of all of that was, is that we find out that Randy was there. Oh, well, nurse Pam comes in, of course, and is giving them their punishment for trying Mm -hmm. to escape and wreaking havoc. And, um, and William obviously had, you know, uh, the one with the lunchbox had, Mm -hmm. you know, sacrificed himself for the group by running out there naked to distract them. They all get caught and they can't get out of the, the door in time and nurse Pam comes and says you two are getting lobotomized tomorrow and then Randy's like I know how to get out of this I'm here voluntarily so I'm just gonna check out (laughs) and um, we cut to of course you know their, their sad goodbye they tell each other they love each other and thank god Dirty Randy comes back the next day, evil Knievel style, right before the lobotomy, the nasal lobotomy is about to happen.
0: First through the ear, first.
1: First through the ear. And she said she could do it an anally, which that perked Randy up right away. I mean, Rafi right away. Um, and, you know, and he, he it was like the easiest escape ever. He literally like floated up on his motorcycle, like evil Knievel style, I said. And just grabbed him and took him out of the window. I was
0: just expecting, like, a huge scene. Just motorcycle <laughs> yeah. through the building. Right. Just the music playing. But no, just right up there. Okay. I mean, I
1: think that was them poking fun yeah. at the idea of these movies. And, like, how that really... I mean, I don't remember how exactly it happened. And I keep bringing this up, Little Orphan Annie. I mean, I think <laughs> she just... I think they just walked out the door or something. Mm. Like, it was like, you know, it's like... there's It's not really that hard at the end of the day. Just they... Anyway, I think, again, that was, you know, um, poking fun at... Those little scheme type 80s films, at least to me, that's how it came off. Um, so so they they go back to present day and we see this. I mean, you and I were both when we see this wedding scene, um, Rux and Sister runs in.
0: And- well, for, no, no, first, it was like the flashback to the present time and it of went course. back to that one episode of last season. Where they were having a shoot-off.
1: Oh, that's right. Well, yes. Well, that's how the episode started off, right?
0: Yeah, and then that's what it started off, and then that's how the present – I say present, and you'll see why I see present in quotations in a second.
1: Well, yeah, they they go back to the shooting scene, and and Ruxin's sister comes in and and saves um, Rafi, and then they get married like right then and there mm -hmm. on the spot.
0: Then you see the whole cast. And everyone's there. Everyone's there. Except for Ruxin.
1: Well, he wasn't invited they oh, that's got true. In. they're like where's Roxanne? he wasn't invited yeah. <laughs> um because he clearly didn't like that that was going on so and then we realized well that was just a dream mm-hmm. which because the whole time we're going what is happening I mean these episodes <laughs> get pretty hokey but that was like taking it we both went ah uh. um and then the real ending was um that that Rafi and Randy kissed they thought it looked like mouth to mouth but it was really the true kiss of love and mm-hmm. it wasn't not – I mean just in my take, it wasn't like a homosexual thing. It was like their love for each – their brotherly exactly. love for each other. Because they've
0: been through a lot.
1: Yeah. They have. Tender okay. moments on the league, everybody. Tender moments. Um, and so, so yeah. So, uh, oh, didn't he say something like – at one of the times where they were separating, there was like a couple of times during this episode where Rafi and Randy were like get ripped apart and then pulled back together mm-hmm. again. One of them he said, is there – Oh, it was when he took him out of the lobotomy, when Randy was taking him out of the lob- lobotomy, he says to Rafi, can you ever forgive me for what I did to your family? And oh he yeah, goes, cause
0: eventually he confessed that it was yeah. him that.
1: Yeah, he told him, yeah, and he goes, what family? And he goes, yeah. I like that. <laughs> like what Like, oh, just forget about that. Uh, again, poking fun at something very serious, which is totally what this show does, and that's why the writing's so funny, I think. So um so yeah, so, so, so Rafi's not actually dead now, at the end of the episode. He gets brought back to life, except for the sh- gunshot at the end when uh-huh. it went to black. What did you
0: – He just kind of uh, – I took it as a
1: he – he's just, probably
0: not going to die. It's just yeah, another shot. It's another shot. I don't think they literally killed him off. I think he'll be back.
1: Yeah. Clearly he's bulletproof.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Um, and I, I like when they do this on the league because it just gives you a little bit of a uh, – Of a taste of, I mean, of course, they're very creative with every episode and their writing and stuff, but it's usually focusing on this fantasy football league. And I like this side story.
0: You think so? You like that?
1: I do. I mean, I like this one the best out of all the dirty, rainy, and Rafi stuff. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. This is the best one.
0: I was going to say earlier, too, where like, I I know I started off the episode and saying, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of these characters. They're just too over the top, Mm -hmm. but I kind of like this episode because now, in turn, now I kind of like them a little bit more because it makes sense because I know the backstory now. Totally.
1: Now you're understanding why they um they act the way they act and I wonder if I mean I'm going to venture to say that you know because um Rafi's character Jason Mansukis mm-hmm. and Seth Rogen wrote this episode and they always write the dirty Randy uh, mm-hmm. uh Rafi episodes and I'm going to venture to say that this this was it was written in real time meaning like they wrote all those episodes leading up to this and then decided to go, let's go back oh, in separating. time and tell the story. Like, this didn't happen first. This wasn't the beginning of their story. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are acting this way because of this. Like, they went back and, and did that. That well, makes think. sense.
0: I, I think Seth Rogen's a brilliant writer. Oh,
1: so funny. And I like watching them too because this the whole show does feel very improv like mm-hmm. heavy but especially when you're watching Seth Rogen and and Roth and Jason Matsukis, it feels very heavily improv and Yorma is I, part I of, love
0: that. I love that when it acts like yeah. that. I love that when it feels like it's so spontaneous. Totally. That's one of my favorite things and and when it comes to whether it's anything yeah. this or sketch comedy or anything.
1: Well, these guys are all I mean like I said like Yorma that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. He's Saturday Night Live um part of the lonely island lonely island yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's just fun to see people obviously excel at something they're really good at, and I, I also enjoy watching this type of humor. So I was happy with this episode and pleasantly surprised because I was not sure how I was going to feel about it. Me too.
0: It. I'll be honest with you. When I saw the name of the of the episode a week ago, when Rocky met cheated, Randy, I was just kind of like, "Oh, it's going to be another one of those episodes." I but know. I'm happy that this. Me too. You know, like I said, I, I like them. Now I, I kind of look forward Me to too. the next time. I gonna... actually
1: do too, and I wasn't looking forward to it, so I'm really glad that they decided to do this.
0: And I. I like the fact that they still had people at the end, except for Ruxin because he wasn't invited, right? But just kind of like, uh, yeah, they brought
1: the cast back in real yeah. quick to be happy at the, at, you know, the wedding, and then the whatever it was a fake wedding. Even
0: little things. Again. It looks like Kevin was the best man. Oh yeah. And to Randy is he like, hey man, relax, I'll be. He's like, whoa, thank God because yeah, I, right? I did not want the job to begin with.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. I love that that little taste of them too, because of course that's why we're watching the show. Mm-hmm. We love all of them, and so you got to tie it back in somehow. What? was your favorite quote.
0: I'm afraid to say because I feel like it's going to be yours. So do you want to go first?
1: That's very gentlemanly of you to let me go first, but it was Greg's line Intro. when he said, they said, who are you or where'd you come from? And he's like, I'm the black guy who uh, has a lot of good ideas and just wants to be part of the gang. So it was because it just confirmed to me, first of all, it was hilarious, and it confirmed to me that they were poking fun at these type of schemy movies like we talked about. Was that your favorite?
0: Absolutely. Because
1: obviously it was the best.
0: But I don't think even think we mentioned it. The fact that he was nothing but a figment of he Rafi's was, imagination. We did. We
1: need to go back. He was a figment. We're just going to go back in time like they did in the episode. We're just
0: going to wing it. Um, so, yeah. So as they're breaking out, yeah. of course, they're like, oh, what's the code? What's the code? What's the code? Oh, no, no, no. Greg knows. Who's Greg? You know, Greg. Yeah. The black guy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: No, I don't nope. see. Oh, Greg right there. I was like, I don't see anyone.
1: And then he disappeared then into he just, thin air. He was just a mirage, except for he did appear back at the wedding, which oh, should, true. that should have told us that it was a dream.
0: Yeah, that's true. That was our, wow. that was like
1: that was like the moment in the what was the the Bruce Willis movie? The I dead. yeah, that was like Why, I, what happened? What do you mean? You don't know that movie where he's not. He's been dead the whole time. And the little boy,
0: I just started watching that movie. Stop the day, it. And then I had to come here because Whatever. I had to show
1: that is so not the case. But it was like, and pens are flying. It's anarchy in here. Anyway, it was like one of those moments where you're like, <laughs> looking back on it, it was a, it was a genius little tidbit from the writing crew. Anyway, um, okay, so so we both had the same favorite quote. We are happy with the episode. Pleasantly surprised. I say high five up in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: actually, uh, uh, dirty Randy. Oh, uh, oh oh uh, yeah
1: uh, oh. Oh. oh oh they never they always miss. I miss a lot. When I, I think do you high
0: blinked. Spot. But I remember there was one part and maybe – and if you think about it, this one might make a little bit sense because there was one part in the episode where Greg the Black Guy was like, here, why don't you do a slow high oh, five? Oh, yeah. And he grabbed it and they still went really slow and they still missed. They
1: still missed and then he helped them make contact. That's what he was there for. He was just a Greg helpful, the Black Guy. Great, great ideas. Great ideas and just wants to be part of the gang. I know how you feel, Greg. Um, okay. So we don't – oh, we have a little bit of news and gossip. Should we get into some news and gossip? A
0: little bit. I mean well, I was – uh We have a touch. Ooh. Yeah. It's more—it's not so much news, but more of a revelation. So yeah. during the episode, we were watching. Damn, that nurse Pam looks so familiar. So familiar, but apparently she didn't because I apparently she's not the person that we thought she we was. We thought
1: she was the, the girl, girl from, Scrubs, from Scrubs, which was the
0: girl from Roseanne. Yeah, don't get me wrong—they do look alike. They so look I don't wanna, alike. I don't want to act like it's—they don't I look. I don't they, think it. Yeah, I can see
1: why we'd be mistaken, but we did some digging and we discovered George discovered.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was googling. And then under spouse, it had uh, Paul Shear, mm-hmm. plays, who plays Andre Nozick on the league.
1: Andre! Go, Andre! Holla. And we've got another husband and wife couple that I'm sure all of you fans know about, which is uh, Jenny and Pete. 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 Yeah. Even though Jenny is paired up with someone else. And I just like how they seem like they're all friends and they bring people on like that. And they, you know, Seth, Rogan, and Yorma and people from the past. And it just makes it that much more fun to watch. But yeah, so if you guys were all wondering at home, your news is is that uh, Nurse, Nurse Pam, Pam is married to Andre. Andre, God, what a funny household that must be, right? Ugh, too much fun. Those Christmas parties must be out of hand. Is Nick
0: Kroll married to anyone in general? Or
1: no, Nick Kroll is dating, I think, Amy Poehler. Last I heard,
0: that's a funny household, That could if be. That's
1: another funny one. That could not be true anymore. But the last I looked, that was the case.
0: I hope we you will update you next week. If it's week. not true, I hope you didn't really start something. Now everybody's going to come. I know. Lauren right? from Afterbus no, said that Nick Crow dating were. Amy Polar. They
1: were, or they were seen together and there was hype about it, but they might not be anymore. But I hope they are because they'd be funny. Funny would duo. They'd be funny. All right. Um, well, let's move into predictions.
0: I, I, I had on my, on my notes, but then you spoiled six cents for me. So I threw it away.
1: Oh, please.
0: Wait, hold on. I got to wave. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh, yes.
1: Thank you, Josh. Oh, our engineer Josh just saved the day. But what your predictions? Okay, well, since you've got this crumbled up piece of paper, that you know, you, I don't want to be anticlimactic here. Go ahead. Um,
0: well, look at that. I don't have any. You don't uh, have any predictions. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna wing it. Wing it. Wing it. What I predict, predict that next week, I think Taco is going to incorporate some of his Taco Core money into something. You know, he's going to use. Okay. He, we're, he, we're not just going to completely ignore the fact that he's technically a millionaire now,
1: right? Because he he got the million dollars from um, Mark from Cuba. Mark from Cuba. And he is going to do something with it. I didn't. We talk about that. We thought. Oh, I predicted that he was going to buy the house at the oh, yeah. end of the season. The the house that um, what's his name left. Ted. Ted. Uh, I feel like this next episode, I hope is is Ruxin heavy because he was kind of yeah. missing in the episode before and, not at all in this episode. Even though the cast, the main cast, wasn't really. That involved, So I feel like it's going to be more centered around Ruxin and maybe his wife because she kind of comes in here and there. I agree. So let's, let's say it's going to be more centered around them. I
0: think we'll see Russell a little bit more too. Oh, yeah. Because he's in the league, but right. he's kind of there, but not there. Kind of yeah. like how they, how they do with the – what's the guy's name that they all hate? Um, the body. Um, Gibiotti. Oh, Frank Gibiotti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of comes
1: and uh-huh, goes and uh-huh. they all
0: you – know, he's right. always there to make fun of them.
1: Right. They're in the wings just waiting to mm-hmm. be used. So, yeah, that would be good too if he came back in. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's our, our show for this evening. Um, I, again, was really happy with Dirty Randy and Rafi. I agree. I, you I agree. Too. I agree.
0: I really like that. I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I was as well. With how much I enjoyed this. episode. I
1: was as well. So thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening or watching here at AfterBuzz TV. And we hope to see you guys next week for the next episode of the league. But until then, if you would like to find us on social media or on iTunes, please feel free to rate and comment. Tell a friend. It Keeps the lights on here for us at AfterBuzz TV. And we like to hear what we're doing good, bad any input but if you would like to find your hosts here on social media you can find me at lauren leonelli on twitter facebook instagram vine and my website i keep it easy just my name
0: she's got some pretty good instagram pictures i gotta tell you Mm -hmm. that i am on g hermosa twitter instagram pretty much it
1: follow us like us let us know what you're thinking and we will see you guys next week